Welcome to the Youth Ministry in Motion Podcast. The number one youth ministry podcast on the planet. The show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. Well, what's going on there, youth workers? I hope that you're doing well. I hope that life is treating you good. Uh, No matter what you're doing today, whether you're on a run, you're at home, you're trying to teach your kindergartners how to to do things because school is not back in session. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you're doing, but I know this. I know that you're working hard to reach teenagers for Christ. And I know you're, uh, you're working hard on your relationship with the Lord. And so kudos to you. Uh, thank you for loving teenagers. And today, I have a great episode uh, with my new friend, Greg Farah. Greg was a longtime youth worker, worked with Doug Fields during the Purpose Driven Days. Uh, he is now a pastor in Manhattan, and you're going to hear more about his story and his background in youth ministry. And then we're going to jump into a subject we're both passionate about, and that is about discipleship. Before we get into that, though, um, I just want to give you an update on uh, those of you that are listening. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia, you're back in the lead. With 46 listens, so if you're in Ashburn, Virginia, thanks for listening. And also North Kenton, Ohio, which could be a Cleveland area, I'm not very sure. But uh, right now, 46 listens from Ashburn, Virginia, and 40 from North Kenton, Ohio. And so uh, shout out to you guys that are listening in those areas. Appreciate your earbuds. Uh, and um, also, uh, internationally, Canada has entered the mix. Canada with 20 listens. Nigeria with 20 listens. And uh, so kudos to the international community that's listening to the podcast these days. Uh, I love you guys, uh, local and abroad. And so I appreciate you tuning in today. Before I bring Greg on and we start talking about the Jesus Challenge, I want to tell you that uh, up front that Greg has a course that he's going to be sharing called the Jesus Challenge. And it is about growing in your relationship with the Lord. this Yes, you're going to draw some things for your students, but this is going to be for you. This course is for you. It's for you to develop uh, a deeper followership with Christ. And I don't uh, recommend a ton of things here on the show, but I am recommending this today. In addition to that, uh, I am an affiliate of the course, which means that if you decide to purchase the course, uh, then some of that will go back towards me, uh, and that helps support the show here. So I just want to be completely upfront. Once again, I don't I don't do a lot of uh, pitching uh, necessarily for uh, courses and things like that, but I think this is going to be worth your time. This is going to be worth some your your effort uh, to pour into yourself to develop yourself. And, uh, but we offer, uh, we don't talk, uh, the whole thing about the course. We don't talk the whole show about the course. We, we talk about, uh, principles of discipleship. We talk about, uh, you growing in your faith as a follower of Jesus. So, um, I hope that you're going to stick around, stick all the way through. And then at the end, uh, we're going to give you a, uh, a coupon code 
that you can get the course and get some money off of that. There'll be a link down in the show notes. Uh, so check that out afterwards. Check out the course. I think you'll enjoy it, but I think you're going to enjoy this episode just for the fun that Greg and I have together talking about discipleship and about life and about uh, about following Jesus. So get comfy in your stretch pants or uh, whatever you're doing today and enjoy the show. But tell me a little bit about your youth ministry history and, and kind of where you're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, currently I serve as a campus pastor at a, at a church in New York, still active with student ministry because I work with Slingshot Group. So right. uh, I help, help youth pastors uh, find jobs. But yes. my student ministry career actually started in the public school. I was uh, a teacher. I'm an East Coast boy who ended up on the West Coast. I was oh. uh, yeah, a teacher in the, the Seattle uh, public schools. And I discovered I loved teaching students. I loved teaching English. But the idea of reading all these papers, like that was just crazy. Uh, I, I was at a very, you know, I was in an urban school with limited resources. So as a sure. first year teacher, it, it was challenging, but I came out of that experiencing experience, knowing that God had called me to work with students. My favorite part of the school day was before school, after school and between classes, because yeah. that's when I talked to students, not teacher stuff, but about their lives and faith and playing basketball or, you know, just hanging out with students. And that's what I loved. So that was, that was the start. Yes. Um, and then uh, from there, I, I had some just great experiences. I was at a church in the Seattle suburbs uh, called Antioch Bible Church, which is a, a multicultural church. So it was a, a great opportunity. Uh, you and I were talking about Ken Hutcherson earlier. Yeah. Uh, he was a guy that inspired me in many ways. Uh, from there, I had an opportunity to go on staff at Saddleback Church in Southern California. And my goodness, Southern California is awesome. Let me just say. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, you know, growing up in New York, you know, winters are not pleasant here, but winters are very pleasant in Southern California. They are. But, you know, I learned a lot, uh, not just about student ministry, but just about ministry at Saddleback, working under Doug Fields and Kurt Johnston, just the idea of being a team and just the high value of relationships. Um, so I, like I, I took that with sure. me, uh, ended up planning a church in, in New York City and um, did some more student ministry uh, actually at the church where I am now before switch into uh, a campus pastor role. So that's, that's the, the 30,000 foot view. Well, there you go. But that's, uh, that's, that's, that is quite the, uh, that is quite the resume though. I mean, you, uh, when you were at Saddleback Church, what years were those? 99 to 2002. So wow. Doug hired me to start the, the intern program there. Right. So I was kind of a generalist. I worked with the junior high, the high school, the, yeah. the college, but I was hands-on developing the intern program and then working with the interns. Right. And that's really big time purpose-driven time, right? Yeah, that was, that was a sweet spot. I mean, that uh, is. I mean, I, I really got to know about Saddleback, you know, first through Rick's book. And then later I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this guy named Doug Fields. I didn't know who he was. Yes. Uh, yeah, that book came out. Uh, so 
you know, that was, I was kind of after that initial wave, but it was a fun time to be there. It was, I guarantee you it was absolutely. Well, that's fan. That's fantastic. So let's jump into the, the meat of today, which is really, like I said, my heartbeat as well is, uh, is discipleship. Um, uh, the disciple project.net, by the way, for those that are interested in any of the stuff that I have, but really good, by the way, I love (laughs) that. Well, thank you very much. Uh, but we have uh, discipleship, Greg, and I think you might agree with me, is not the sexy subject of the church. <laughs> it's not. It's the ugly little brother or, or something of the church, which I think needs some help. And I'm glad you're here to kind of talk about it because, you know, there's youth ministry and there are churches that I think are missing something. Maybe you could elaborate a little bit and tell us maybe some of the things from, from both the, the youth ministry point of view, but also from the pastoral view now, maybe in, in, the, in the culture that you're in. You know, what are, are some things in regards to discipleship that you think that the church or youth ministry are missing in the days in which we live? Yeah, it really, uh, three things came to my mind right away. And one, this is so common that we tend to focus on knowledge imparting knowledge instead of helping students, uh, adults, helping others form a relationship. And we're, we're more focused on imparting information rather than focusing on transformation. And as a result, I, I, when we just focus on knowledge, we become really good at like trivial pursuit or any kind of quiz game. <laughs> yeah. But we get this view of God as one that we, we have to obey so he doesn't punish us as opposed to understanding that we have a loving heavenly father who guides us because he cares for us, not because he's out to get us. And so I just think that's one key. Just we're, we're too focused on, on knowledge. Knowledge is good. I'm yes. all for knowledge. Yes. But that's not the end goal. No. It's the relationship. Yes. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is, I think student ministries, I think churches, we focus too much on bringing people in instead of equipping our people and to send them out. Uh, so we send the message of, hey, you just sit back and, and listen to the, the paid professional as, as opposed to, we want you to roll up your sleeves because you are the body of Christ. And Paul, you know this, and this is where disciple making isn't isn't sexy the whole idea of addition versus multiplication right um addition like that's sexy we're gonna have this event and yes you know the question is always well how many people were at church on sunday how many people went to the event and those are good questions there's nothing wrong with that but again that's not the end goal here's i I love i love this this stat and i have this i don't know if you saw it on my uh, on my website, letsmakedisciples.org, there's just a free uh, PDF on uh, Choose Your Adventure. It talks about being a Christian or versus being a disciple. Right. And right. it's a sense of if we focus on addition, let's take best case scenario. Let's say your student ministry or your church reaches 1,000 students a day. Okay. Yep. We would all take that. Oh, After yeah? a year, after a year, that's 365,000 uh, students who have come to Christ. We would all sign up for that. Yep. We get uh, uh, 
magazines covering us. The word revival would be used. Uh, but you just keep multiplying that out. It would take, there's, you know, seven point something billion people in the world. Right. At that astronomical rate of a thousand people a day, it would take more than 21,000 people or 21,000 years to reach the world's population for Christ. All right. Now let's take multiplication or disciple making. Yes. Not sexy, but effective. Paul, if you, if you discipled me, you won, uh, I became a Christian. You discipled me for a year. Right. At the end of the year, there would be two of us as opposed to 365,000. Right. The other model um, at the end of, Two years, we each discipled someone, there'd be four of us, three years, eight, etc. Well, if you reach a thousand people a day, it would take 21,000 to reach the world's population. If you do what Jesus says and go make disciples, yep. that, that model, we would reach the world's population in fewer than 33 years. So disciple making isn't sexy because... It takes a long time. <laughs> a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And when I say it takes a long time, well, when you look at the big picture, 33 years versus 21,000, it's a drop right. in the bucket. Correct. But you investing in me for a year, that's a big commitment. And, uh, but Jesus said, go make disciples for a reason because it's most effective. Um, and then just lastly, Paul, I would say, we don't know when we, when we, uh, the, the problem that churches have when they're not really focusing on disciple making churches and student ministries aren't helping uh, Jesus followers know their true identity. We are not just Christians. We are disciples. Yep. Now there was a day in the biblical day when those were synonymous, they meant the same thing. Right. But today we can just say, yeah, I'm a Christian. And it's, it's just a label. It's a tattoo. It's a cross. Um, it's a cultural identity. Exactly. It's a cultural identity when we're called uh, to be transformers, followers of Jesus, disciples. And, and that's like one simple illustration is in a Christian mindset, cultural mindset, we yep. hear, hey, you should read the Bible. A discipleship mindset is you should live the Bible. Right. So yes, read it to understand it, but that's read it to understand it, to obey it. Right. Right. Or, or let's read it together. Yes. Right? It's, it's much simpler for a youth pastor to say, Hey, here's a devotion book. Here's things do 30 days, do 21 days. And it's different than to say, Hey, let's sit down and just look at the hard question you have and let's look at it together. But Paul, it takes time. Oh my gosh. That's why multiplication is harder than addition. Maybe that's why I'm not good at math. Maybe that's why I can't math so well. And I didn't do well in school with that. You know, what's funny, Paul, is I'm not good with numbers at all, but those numbers just have grabbed my heart. That's right. Jesus is saying, Greg, you just follow me. Trust me. Do things my way. Don't get caught up. Just knock my microphone over. <laughs> you got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. If you heard that in your ears yeah. there, it's okay. <laughs> but don't focus so much on attendance. I want you to know names. Yeah. I want you to know who these students are, who these men and women coming to your church are. 
Yeah. And you bring up a good point because it's not evangelism versus discipleship. No. It's evangelism and discipleship. They all, they both have to have equal footing. It's not don't get a bunch of numbers because I know there's some maybe listening or watching who, who have maybe the mindset that says, well, we're not going to do a lot of outreach. We're just going to focus on the 15 we have and send them out and so forth. Uh, but the, the mindset needs to be, listen, we want you to go out and bring your friends, right? That's always youth pastors just say, bring your friends, bring your friends. Um, and ultimately, I think you would agree, Greg, that we'd rather our students win their friends to Christ versus bringing them to church and have us win them to Christ through 100%. some message or through something like that. You can still have the big event, right? Uh, but, you, but you also need to teach the kids to say, look, it's not about me leading your friends to Christ. It's a thousand times more powerful if you pray with your friends to receive Christ. Yeah, I mean, I, I got chills right now, which is what you described. That is that is the heart. That is the goal. And one simple illustration of that is you know, we had a, a, a student whose friend uh, became a, a follower of Jesus. He was super excited. He says, yeah, my friend wants to get baptized. Will you baptize him? I said, no. <laughs> what do you mean, no? What's wrong with him? There's nothing wrong with him. I want you to baptize him. Yeah. And, and so that's the same thing. I yes, I want them to come to church. If I'm given a message, I want them to hear it. But I want my students, the folks in my church to know how to share their story. And I want them to know how to coax the other person's story. They may not be a believer, but let's find out why. Ask them questions. Be a listener. Yeah. And let me tell you what, yeah, that was a powerful statement there about letting that young man uh, baptize his friend. I mean, I don't know too many youth pastors that would give up the, the privilege, and it is a privilege, to, to let the student who led that to do the baptism, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that leads into our next question, really, because there is a challenge for youth pastors, right? I, I, there, there are challenges, not only with pandemic, okay? That's, that's a whole other thing. Uh, in fact, there hopefully, my hope would be is that there's more discipleship going on right now right? Because you can't have the big event. Right. And, and I hope if you're listening or you're watching, I hope that you've, you've had a revelation mm -hmm. of what it means to have real relational time with your kids versus asking them to bring them to an event or do a thing and all that stuff. And, mm -hmm. and beyond that though, Greg, the challenges of youth pastors right now, what are those challenges and what can youth pastors start to do even this is for people listening in the future, right? People who are now listening, welcome, by the way, uh, five years from now, when, you know, they're saying, look, uh, pandemic's gone. What's the, what's the key then to, for youth pastors then uh, to meet these challenges? What are the challenges and, and what can youth pastors do? Yeah, honestly, the, there, there's always modifications on, on the challenges over generations, but really there's so many similarities. Uh, in in our generation and the ones you know before and the uh, the ones that are, are are current, it looks differently, but it's always about we're too busy. Yeah, uh, you know, think things are happening now. I I think you and I had it easier, although we were still too busy to do a lot of 
good things. But today sure. it's, it's chaotic, particularly with technology, because not only do we have the normal uh, busyness of, of right. life, yep. uh, but uh, you know, we have the world in our pocket uh, yep. with, with you know, the phone and such. Uh, but the fact that we are so busy is such an opportunity uh, for youth pastors and pastors, volunteer leaders to equip our students to walk with, with Jesus, to learn to think about Jesus. Uh, Paul, you know I have this course called Take the, the Jesus Challenge. Yes. And, and in it, there's, there's five uh, focuses. There's one hap, I'm sorry, there's one commitment, and then there's four habits. The commitment right. is to join Jesus and make disciples. Like, that's it. Like, hey, as a follower of Jesus, this is now your, your, your resume, your calling, is to make disciples. And if you're thinking, I don't know how to do that, that's okay. This is what our, our journey throughout life is, is to learn how to uh, be a disciple and to make disciples. But uh, the habits, this is where we can overcome the busyness. Yeah. Uh, the, the first habit, and just so you know, the Jesus challenge is the, the first letter uh, is, is the beginning of the commitment or the habit. So the join Jesus, that's the J. Yeah. Um, the E in Jesus is to engage with, with God's word. It's not just read the Bible, read God's word, um, but to engage with it. In the course, I, I give lots of examples, but one simple illustration is I was the guy, um, I came to faith at the end of my high school years, uh, and right away kind of got in college, got into uh, some good college ministries that taught me about a quiet time, read your Bible. Uh, and that was very helpful. And I, I was a very disciplined person. So I always did it. I checked the box off. Yeah. But if I saw you, Paul, 10 minutes later, and yeah. you said, did you read your Bible today? I'd say, yes, I did. What'd you read? <laughs> No idea. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And so that, that bothered me. And so what I, I started doing was I just took an index card. <laughs> that was the cutting edge technology, right? Back in the day, the index card. And I just wrote like a big idea or if there was a verse that really hit me or if God's spirit just said, hey, you need to go apologize to so-and-so. Like I just wrote that down on the card. Yeah. And stuck it in my pocket. And then, you know, throughout the day, if I'm getting my keys or a phone or whatever, I'd, I'd find that card and that would just take me right back. And so I, would able to, I was able to stay engaged with, with God's word. That's, so that's one habit. And that can help with, with the busyness because yep. you're able, I'm able to think about God's word um, throughout the day with just that simple tool. You know, today I might use my phone, make, you know, make a note on the phone. Um, the, the S, the second habit, J-E-S, join Jesus, engage with God's word. The S is stop and remember. And so uh, for me, that means throughout the day, I want to stop and remember what I read in the Bible. I want to stop and remember God's promises. I want to uh, uh, stop and remember that God is at work yep. around me. Yep. Uh, you know, wherever I am, like a lot of times when we talk about missions, trips and such, you know, we want to take Jesus to this country or to that county or yeah. to this school. Yeah. 
Jesus is already there. That's right. <laughs> he loves those people more than we ever could. That's right. And so wherever we are, like s- simple thing, I don't do this all the time, but this is what I'm learning is one day I was walking into the supermarket and I just felt like God saying, be on, be ready. And so I was like, okay, God, you're at work here. And, you know, lo and behold, I, there's a guy who, who was stocking produce. And I just felt like God saying, ask him how you can pray for him. Now, Paul, that's weird. Okay. Can, can I just say like, that's awkward. Like, <laughs> it how, can be. Yes. What's your opener there? And, you know, I just said, Hey, this is going to sound weird. <laughs> yes. But I just want to, I'm asking, how can I pray for you? And there was a guy who nearly began to weep. His eyes watered because he said, yeah. I just found out my mother is sick and mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And so this is like, are you kidding me? Like I would have missed this opportunity because I'm just focused on me. But in our busy culture, if we can learn to stop and remember that God's at work, this is why it's called an adventure. Following Jesus is an adventure, not some boring thing. So J, join Jesus. E, engage with God's word. S, stop and remember. The U, unite with other believers. Um, Paul, you know this. There are dozens of one another commands in the Bible. Love one another, serve one another, um, you know, uh, submit to one another, forgive one another, etc. We can't do that on our own. <laughs> we right. need others, and uh, we need we need teammates. Right, unless you're a twin. Yeah, there you go. Technically, you, go. <laughs> you could. <laughs> but Christianity is a team sport. And it so is. We got to stop thinking like, oh, you know, I, this is what. I can do for God. It's like, no, no, no. You need your, your brother, your sister to come alongside you. Uh, So we need to unite with other believers. We need to confess our sin to one another. We need to say, Hey, Paul, I'm really frustrated today. Would you pray for me that I don't, you know, do a, B and C. And then um, the last habit, the, the second S is surrender your, your will. Yeah. All of these, the J-E-S-U-S, the, the, uh, the commitment and the habits, these are all modeled in Jesus's life. Sure. And we see surrender your will in, in, in the garden. Yep. Uh, there's a number of times, but there's such an obvious one. And, and so that's you and I, again, in, in the busyness of what we're doing, we have choices to make, decisions to make. And it's always about what am I going to do when we should stop and remember, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And I want to surrender and, and, and follow you. So I think each of those is a way uh, to c- um, combat uh, the, the busyness that, that we do and, and often the isolation yeah. uh, that, we, that we feel because you know, we're our own person. We don't need anyone. Yep. And you know, Jesus's message is you need, one, you need me and you need one another. Yes, and living uh, living for Jesus by yourself is hard. Living for Jesus in community is much better. Uh, I mean, you know, Jesus could have just chose one guy, but he chose twelve guys. Yeah. They did everything in community. 
They've watched each other fail. They watched each other succeed. Uh, they, you know, I, I want to say that maybe they rooted each other on, you know, sometimes, right? When they weren't arguing about who's the greatest. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's part of the deal. And Greg, I think it's just uh, that it just, it's just everything you're saying is my love language. It's just my, um, the community by which we do this thing is super important. And your course, Taking the Jesus Challenge, uh, I think youth workers would gain great benefit in taking the course. By the end of the, let me ask this question. What do you think that by the end of the course, a youth worker will walk away with? What do you think? If they, if they say, look, I want to take this Jesus Challenge, because I think youth workers, they need to take it for themselves, by the way. This is for them, Right. Before they ever, you know, because because I know there's some youth workers watching and listening and going, J-E, that is five weeks of messages right now I have in my pocket, right? <laughs> That's not what this is for, youth worker. Pay attention. This is not what this is about. If you're watching, pay attention. This is not about you coming up with a new acronym to teach your kids. Right. This is about you being a disciple, a follower of Jesus, uh, and getting into the mix here into through the course and things like that so i want you to uh, you know don't 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 get it twisted right it is not about you finding information to teach your kids you can that's that but ultimately you need to reconfigure your own followership of jesus so greg tell these youth workers what they're going to experience in the course and what are they going to walk away with after they take it yeah and you know, the reality is it it's it's called the Jesus challenge for a reason we're yes. following Jesus but then i also did want something that's memorable so yeah you know what it is content to be taught but i wanted it memorable uh, because i want personally i wanted to remember it i wanted a framework i wanted a, a pathway uh, and ultimately i wanted something more than a, a curriculum that I finished and then never thought about again. Yeah. The Jesus challenge is a way to live. It's a filter through which uh, we can look, we can think, we can evaluate um, our, our, our words, our choices. And so, I mean, you, you nailed it, Paul. It's about our followership. Because um, I, I actually had someone who purchased the course who called me and said, you know, he's super excited. He's like, okay, so, but once I finish that, then what do I do? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> oh, let's, no. <laughs> let's start all over again. Let's back <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to take this course over one more time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I said, you know, listen, this, you're gonna have, this is gonna be a, a template for you to, what I just said, you know, to, just to process everything. You're gonna do other Bible studies, uh, and you know other curriculum, etc. But in all of that, it's about making disciples. In all of that, it's about engaging with God's word, not just completing things. With all of that, you know, I want you to to learn just to stop and remember what God's promises are. Stop focusing on your fear and what does God say about His His presence. Uh, you know, beyond that, I want you to remember that you are not to be a solo Christian. Christianity is a team sport. Yep. And then ultimately, you know, surrender your will. So uh, that's what folks will, will get out of this is, is just that, that this is uh, something that they can 
experience the rest of their life. It's a way not only to help them stay focused, but it's also a way to uh, invite others alongside and to, to help them know, hey, here's how you can be a disciple of Jesus. And in doing that, you're discipling them and you're teaching them to, to do that for others. That's right. It's giving you the tools, especially if you're a young youth worker and you're, you're still wondering what this, you know, making disciples thing is about. This would be a great course for you to take simply to learn the process yourself as you develop yourself. And that's the key there is to, if you're developing yourself, uh, you then can develop others. It's hard to develop others if you yourself are undeveloped. So you got you to gotta get in there and, and do it. Now, some of you, uh, if you're on the screen, if you're watching via YouTube, first of all, thanks for watching. Um, underneath uh, Greg there, you can see letsmakedisciples.org. And that is where you can find out more about Greg and about his ministry and about the course and about all that he's doing there. Uh, but like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, if you want that special code, that's going to be in the link below. That's going to that's going to give you some uh, a little bit of uh, uh, you know uh, of a discount that you can be able to jump in there and start your development today. And once again, I don't uh, I don't recommend a whole lot on either through the podcast or even on the YouTube, on YouTube here. Uh, but I think this course would be super valuable for you if you are looking to develop yourself a process by which you are going to be a disciple yourself first, so then you can then go ahead and disciple others. Uh, Greg, what are some ways if people want to get in touch with you or if uh, people want to follow you anywhere, uh, where can they hit you up at? Yeah, so letsmakedisciples.org is the uh, best way as far as just finding my blog and, and what's going on, different events and such. Mm -hmm. uh, email is hello at letsmakedisciples.org. <laughs> Uh, and then um, uh, GP for Greg Peter, GP Farah on uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera. Yep. Yep. And I will uh, confirm that uh, uh, Greg took the album challenge and uh, he has good taste in music. So I, can, <laughs> so I can at least, I can for sure recommend that, that uh, he does have some good album taste. You can check that out. If you're listening via the podcast, I want to thank you guys so much. Some of you guys have not. Uh, have heard lately uh, that you're doing a good job. Uh, you're doing a good job. Yes. You're doing a good job. Those that are watching, those that are listening, let me tell you, you're doing a good job. You don't hear it enough from the people that are around you. I want to tell you, you're doing a good job. You're going to get better. <laughs> it's going to work out. I promise. Greg, thank you so much for your voice today. Thank you for sharing about your course and, uh, and just share, sharing your love for discipleship. Paul, thanks for having me, and uh, I, love, I love all that you're doing. Thanks for, for serving the, the church so strongly. Thank you, sir. You too. You've been listening to the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast with Paul Turner. Visit thedisciplesproject.net to find out more about how you can join the ministry-minded coaching group for bi-monthly coaching sessions that will help you build a successful youth ministry.